settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And now we are getting on to part two of today's Dear Victoria Q&A segment. If you are starting here, you may want to go and start with part one. It really doesn't matter the order. It's all different questions. But I answered some really good questions, some really long in-depth ones, and some really quick short ones over in part one, which was uploaded right before this one. So let's get right into it. Question 13. My ex has been reaching out every few days, begging to hang out for the last six months, and I usually ignore him or say no. I had a weak moment last week and finally gave in, and then he ignored me. What the hell? I don't understand the point, and I'm just mad because I feel like he has the upper hand now. I so badly want him to text me again so I could ignore him. It's so frustrating to know that I fell for his games once again. Any advice on how to just forget about this if I don't hear from him again? Okay, well, first of all, the only reason why you want to hear from him again is your own ego. It's your own pride. You want the satisfaction of him being the one to text last. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. Like, that's so irrelevant who texts who last. I know in your mind, that determines who has the upper hand, the one who texted last or whatever it might be. But in the grand scheme of things, not at all. The upper hand is the person who knows their their boundaries, their standards, and they stay firm in them. And there's no bending the rules. There, it's a non-negotiable. These are my standards. These are my boundaries. Like you're done. Because quite frankly, history repeats itself. And he might not reach out for a long time, but chances are he will reach out again. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who has any sort of boundaries or standards or high values or morals because he, look at what he does. He plays games. He has no emotional maturity. He has no mental maturity. Who does what he does? Who wastes somebody's time for six months knowing that they have bad intentions? He chased you for six months because he enjoys the games. He thinks that this is funny or it tickles some sort of fancy for him, whatever it might be. And then when he gets what he wants, he's done because he didn't actually value you. He doesn't actually care about the relationship or um, trying to like get back together or anything like that. It's literally just him not being careful with your feelings because he has none of his own. So he's not really considering yours at all. But now all you need to do in this moment is decide which way you want to go. One would be my pride, my ego is that important that I'm going to keep his number unblocked. I'm going to keep his Instagram unblocked and I'm going to wait for the day that he finally reaches back out again and then I'm going to get to ignore him and all will be well in the world. To me, that is not the upper hand. To me, the upper hand is removing that person's access to you altogether, meaning block, meaning they cannot contact you again. You can't... You. It won't even be possible for him to reach out and for you to ignore him again because you are revoking his access. His access to you has been denied. I block people instantly because I don't need the satisfaction of knowing if they reach back out again. I don't want to hear from you again. 
You disgust me. You hurt my feelings. You played games with me. You weren't careful with my feelings. Why would I want you to ever be able to contact me again? So it reminds me of a guy a while ago. This was like well over a year ago. We were talking and he always canceled on me. Like every time that I would, we would try to make plans, well, he would try to make plans. He would come back around and sometimes I would say no, but then other times you give in because you're like, well, I'm single and I have nothing else to do. So let's see. You never know. That was the mindset. I'm like, you never know. What if, yeah, he canceled a couple of times, but then it works out really well and whatever. So finally, after like the fourth or fifth fucking time of this guy canceling the day of, oh my God, I'm stuck at work. And like to at some point it might be true but like the way that he went about it it wasn't just like he told me in advance that he's stuck at work he would tell me like 30 minutes beforehand you know what I mean so he was just inconsiderate which sounds like your ex anyway the final time I went off on him again I said do not ever try to make plans with me again do not contact me I am sick of your shit you're annoying you waste my time like enough And then I blocked him as soon as I sent that message. Now, at this time, he was always on and off of Instagram, like had an account, disabled his account, deleted his account, like very back and forth. And at that time, he did not have an Instagram account. So when I blocked his number, I couldn't block his account because there was no account to block. And then one day, a while later, maybe say like eight months after that, I get a DM from him being like, hey, like, I've tried to like reach out. I I really wanted to like apologize. You know, everything went down really bad. And I literally opened the DM, read it, and then blocked him there too. Because don't, like, first of all, it made me die. Because I'm like, how dumb are you that you tried contacting me a few times? Like, can you not tell that your number was blocked? Like, can you not tell your text or delivering? But what I will say is like, it didn't give me any sort of fulfillment or satisfaction knowing that he tried reaching out. Like, I genuinely don't give a fuck. I do not want to hear from you. You waste my time and you're inconsiderate of me and my feelings and you clearly don't value me. So what good does it serve me to know that you're trying to get in touch with me? Quite frankly, it's insulting. The fact that you even tried contacting me, texting me, calling me means that you think I'm a fucking idiot or you think that I'm someone with zero to little to zero to no value that I would be willing to communicate with you again. You think I would be willing to talk to you again, to hear from you and try to, you know, accept your apology or to make plans. Like that is insulting to me because absolutely not. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And when I told you, do not contact me again, I'm done with you. I meant do not contact me again, I'm done with you. That does not mean when you decide in a few months that you want to try to get it together, come back around. No, that means fuck off. And so, yeah, to me, revoking their access is more of what gives the upper hand, not necessarily who's the one who like fucked over the other. Okay, question number 14. I moved into a new apartment and I want it to feel like a home. Where can I buy cute furniture? So my favorite place ever is called World Market. Now, I thought that World Market was only an online store, but they actually do have stores in person so go on their website and like type in your zip code and see if there's one near you I literally happened to be driving past one once and I was like holy shit is that world market my favorite online store and I went in and there was everything 
everything I ever bought online was in that store and I couldn't believe it. So that's my favorite. Um, my couch is from City Furniture and I will say that they have some pretty good couches. A lot of the couches are like replicas of like really expensive couches like you would see from Restoration Hardware, which is my couch. My couch is like a dupe of the cloud couch. And yeah, so like you'll find a lot of things like that. I I do shop on Wayfair. I think Wayfair is like the Amazon of furniture, honestly. I feel like anything I've ever thought of in my head and just like wanted I was able to find on Wayfair like I'm the type of person who will envision something that I want not that I saw it anywhere not that I knew where to get it but I'm just like I want a white column and like if you if you know what my living room looks like you'll you know I have that white column where I have like a bust on there and I have now I switched it and I put my vinyl like the record player on there I've like posted it on my story a few times. But anyway, I didn't know exactly where to find one, but I went to Wayfair, looked it up, and I swear to God, it was the exact white column that I was envisioning in my head. So Wayfair to me is honestly really easy. Another one that I like is Overstock. I've definitely gotten some chairs and things around my apartment from there. So that's a really good one. And then you can you just can't go wrong with like Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, West Elm. Those are really nice too. Of course, they are definitely more expensive than the others. I would say everything I just mentioned is very, very affordable. But I also do invest as well. I mean, even things like my frames and my mirrors, I really get a lot of things customized. So like all the frames in my apartment, people are always like, where'd you get it from? Uh, girl, this ain't no Amazon frame. I've spent like thousands of dollars on my frames because I will literally go to a framing store. I live actually very close to a couple framing stores and I've gone there and I just get my frames made. I've also had them custom make mirrors for me. So I feel like the frames and the mirrors and all the things around my apartment are what make it so homey. And a lot of those things are custom made. Question 15. What tips do you have for creating balance in 2023 like you talked about on TikTok? So if you guys didn't see the TikTok I posted, I was saying 2023 is going to be the year of balance where you get to have it all. 2022 was very unbalanced. Like you were either killing it professionally or having a lot of fun and relaxing time personally. You may have had a lot of relationships and love but unfulfilled in your career or you may have been really fulfilled in your career really making good money getting like that financial stability and not making enough time for recreational fun and love and things like that but 2023 I believe is going to be the year that we get the whole like you know we we fill up the whole pizza pie I I was I was using a focaccia bread (laughs) as an example so I'm like look at this focaccia bread it looks like a pizza pie it's a circle you're gonna like fill it all up like one little piece at a time you're gonna get to have the whole thing this is the the circle of life the focaccia bread of life (laughs) um so for example Um, you want to make sure, of course, that you're making vision boards, but don't just make a 2023 vision board as a whole. You can do it by month or by week, like break them down into having specific things that you want to target each month. So for me, this month, next week, I start my pottery 
class. Like I enrolled in a 10 week program because I wanted to make more time for hobbies in 2023. Aside from just the typical like journaling and things that I always do, I wanted to actually be a part of something and really invest my time and money and effort and energy into something. So I signed up for a class. So starting January 10th for 10 weeks, I'm going to be doing pottery. So that's you know, I already know I have that to look forward to on like the personal side and on the professional side, my goal for this month and next month to really be working on is my group course, uh, the coaching program that I said I want to do as a group. That's as, as per usual, I say it every week that is linked in the show notes, get on the, um, wait list for the details to come out about that. But yeah, like those, those are two different things that I'm currently focusing on right now and I'm knowing how to balance my time so that I'm seeing fulfillment in both things. So I'm not going to overwork myself on a Tuesday because Tuesdays are like dedicated to my hobbies. So on Tuesday during the day, I have my personal training, like I'm doing workouts on Tuesday during the day. And then in the evening is when I'm going to have the the course, like the, the, um, pottery course. So I know I'm not going to be working Tuesdays on the group coaching program that I'm going to come out with because I'm going to be focusing on doing that on like Monday and Wednesday, whatever it might be. So I'm just really organizing my time accordingly to be able to do both things without being overwhelmed. Now, not everybody has the time freedom that I have just during the day to just create my schedule to be wherever I want, whenever I want. Obviously, a lot of people are not necessarily business owners and are more of having a job with set hours. So my specific example doesn't apply to you, but it could it could still apply to you in the hours and ways that make sense for you. Some people work days, some people work nights, some people work weekends. It, it's all different. So figure out what works for you and this way you make time for different hobbies, you make time for fitness, you make time for your projects and your goals professionally, you make time to get creative. I think 2023 is going to be a big year of creating. I that's kind of why like I started I you know wanted to do the pottery. I'm like I want to feel really feminine, and I want to feel really creative this year. So I'm going to start with pottery, but I also want to really get into cooking this year. I want to like, I already do cook, but I want to cook more things. I honestly cook the same shit literally every day to just make life easier. But I feel like I'm getting to an age where I want to know how to have more recipes, like how to cook more things, how to have more options. Like I want to be able to cook for people and you know, if I'm going to have company over, I just like the idea of having options of things that I know how to cook in a larger variety rather than just like my salmon bowl or my vodka sauce or you know like the couple few things I make my tuna sandwich like I'm I'm definitely a lazy chef I will not lie I'm a lazy chef but I'm not really going to focus on doing that right now because I want to make sure that I'm giving it my all and not just like throwing another thing on in my calendar which is why I'm saying break down the specific things you want to do monthly rather than just like the the whole entire year like in 2023 I want to do 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 that might be overwhelming but if you're like in January and February I want to do pottery then in March and April I really want to 
get to cooking, whatever it might be, just break things down. This way you're not overwhelmed and you're getting to tackle everything, but in a way that flows and that feels good rather than I got to get everything done because this is not a hustle year. This is a flowing good feeling, feminine, slow down year, not a go, 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 go type of year. Question number 16. I'm seeing someone with a kid and I like slash love this guy, but I think his kid hates me. I don't know what to do. Oh goodness. Well, I certainly cannot relate. I've never experienced this, so I'm not going to speak from my own experience. But what I will just say is... As somebody with no context, I don't know the situation with like the mom. So did the mom pass away? Is he grieving? And is he resenting his dad for replacing his mom? Did he go through a bad divorce? Like is he a a child of a nasty divorce? And maybe he, you know, is protective of his mom. And maybe his mom is, you know, still single and whatever it might be. And seeing his dad move on might be really painful. Like it might not have anything to do with you. It might have everything to do with his own like trauma from the situation, his own like grieving of the situation. And I think all you can really do is respect his boundaries. Like if he doesn't want to be around you, I really wouldn't like push it and try to force him to be around you. What I would tell your partner is like to maybe try to start incorporating like plans like slowly but of the three of you like going to a baseball game or a basketball game or going to see a movie or going to dinner like just trying to do fun things it doesn't have to be anything too formal it could literally be like going mini golfing or going to the beach going you know I don't know on a hike on a walk whatever it might be just daily things you can even look up like for me, I live in Hoboken and I, I follow um, an account called the Hoboken Girl and she posts like, here's a hundred things going on in and around Hoboken this week. And every week she does a roundup of like all different things that are like going on and coming up and you'll see like, oh, there's like a pizza night here or there's family night, kid night, a karaoke bar or there's a bingo night here. Like try to find things that are going on in your area and slowly incorporate them like as like the uh, the three of you doing them but don't do it so much to the point where you're like forcing a kid to be around you who simply doesn't want to be in your presence because that's not gonna make him like you anymore you just want him to like warm up to you and like you know do your best as far as just being friendly and motherly but not like Like being like maternal, but not motherly. Let's put it that way. Like don't try to act like his mom, but show that maternal like care for him and protection and interest in him and that comfort and that nurturing and see how that goes. I mean, if he straight up does not like you, like he's like, nah, fuck my mom. I don't care about that. I don't like this woman. There's something off about her. Then sure, go ahead and take it personally and figure that out however you guys want to resolve conflict but if that's not the case then you just gotta like you know show him who you truly are let him have a good time around you and also really respect his boundaries question 17 how do i stop thinking about a situationship i've been struggling all day well it's as simple as this see things in black and white point blank period do not see things for the potential 
Stop romanticizing situations. Stop romanticizing your thoughts. This is a situationship that is confusing, unclear. The lines are blurry. You don't know how he feels or how she feels or whatever it is. Well, let me be the one to tell you. If this person really liked you, really wanted to be with you, couldn't bear the thought of losing you, it wouldn't be a situationship. It would be a relationship. There would be commitment. They would be devoted to being with you. And the black and white truth is that they're not. You are not in a committed relationship and that's the reality of the situation. So there's nothing to really keep thinking about because now you're just overthinking and romanticizing. So you need to unromanticize your thoughts, gain clarity, and see things exactly for what they are, not for what you think they could be. Question 18. How do you feel about dating someone 5 to 10 years older? Well, let's put it this way. I pretty much exclusively date men 5 to 10 years older than me. I actually just today blocked a guy who's like 13 years older than me. I will say that they don't necessarily get more mature with age. They really don't. The chances are more likely than, you know, I'm 27. So the chances of meeting someone who's 37 and wants to have kids is a little bit more likely than... 27 and wants to have kids so that's why I prefer to go older but clearly it hasn't proven to be that much more worth it what I will say is I deal with less like bullshit like I don't deal with the boys that like love to go out and party and get drunk and like hook up and all that like every guy that I date is way past that so even though they still may lack a little emotional maturity They are like mentally and physically mature in the sense of like, I'm not dealing with fuck boy party boys. And I notice a lot of guys my age in their 20s act like they're in their 20s. You know, they go out, they party, and I'm like an old freaking lady. So like one of the last guys I went out with, eight years older than me, 35, good job, you know, the whole thing. And he ghosted me, like literally ghosted me. We went on a few dates. Everything was really good. I had no reason to think that it like wasn't working out he was like very much into me and pursuing me and his actions and words expressed interest and I'm very self-aware so like I know when somebody's energy is off I know when someone doesn't is not feeling it doesn't like me like no he was consistent and he was persistent and everything was fine he literally actually texted me to make plans like he's he we were talking on dm because he had responded to my story and he was like oh, tomorrow I'm going to text you to make plans. Like, sorry, I've been so busy with work, something like that. And so I was like, okay, no worries. So the next day he texted me, but it was late. He just got home from work and I was honestly already asleep, like a little early. So I just answered in the morning. Hey, what's up? Whatever. And then he just didn't even respond. Like he texted me to make plans, exactly what he said he was going to do. And then just never answered again. That was it. Gone. I'm like, okay, like obviously like I could have followed up and been like hello but like um, why like if you're not gonna respond to my text ever again like you're not gonna answer me like I don't want to like ask you to answer me like I'm not gonna follow up so I just left it alone and like that was it and I was, it was like mind-blowing I'm like what just happened like we were like consistently talking he was consistently like making plans literally texted me like with the intention of making dinner plans and then like that was it just didn't respond so you know eight years older and really successful and great but lacks consideration for someone's feelings lacks the ability to communicate and express honestly with emotional maturity like I don't know like if you weren't into me like 
I wasn't calling you. I wasn't texting you. Like, you didn't have to, like, keep going. You could have told me, like, hey, I'm not (laughs) feeling it, you know? Like, I wasn't, it's not like you were responding to me. I was responding to you. So I, like, don't really (laughs) get that. Um, I mean, I don't take any, like, I don't take it personally. Like, I know I didn't do anything wrong. It just, like, I don't know. Like, he just clearly wasn't, like, honest and that's whatever and then another guy like I literally just blocked today is like nearly 40 years old and I blocked him because like he's just adamant on like trying to get me to lower my standards for him and like you're 40 years old like if you want a wife and kids like maybe you should listen to like what women want and give them what they want instead of being adamant on like things going your way like he you know came to me for a first date he first of all he contacted me this is like a blast from the past situation like it's not someone that I even still followed like we have been out of each other's lives for a very long time and then he came back around and asked me out and I didn't even really want to go but my friend was like just go like maybe he's matured since then like he's gonna be fucking 40 years old now like he's probably not coming back to you to waste your time if he clearly knows like the type of girl you are and why you ended it with him in the first place because literally like two years ago I ended it with him because he just didn't give me what I wanted and I'm not gonna waste my time and so I made it clear and she's like you made it clear he knows that maybe he's like ready for the same stuff as you no he's not like he asked me to drive to him for a date a second date right now and I said, I don't, I don't feel comfortable making that drive. He lives almost an hour away. It's going to be dark out like late at night. Like I don't know my whereabouts. Like I don't know his town. I've never been there before. I don't like long drives. I don't feel comfortable making that drive. Then I can't even have a drink at dinner because then I can't drink and then drive home. Like that whole situation does not sound appealing to me. There's so many more places we can go. So many more things we could do. Like I don't have to drive an hour to you point blank period. If I don't want to enough, if I don't feel comfortable, like If you're a man, be a problem solver and say, okay, we could go to the city or okay, we could go somewhere else. Like it doesn't, I don't have to drive to you. And so I told him no. And he literally this morning says to me, I'm going to be straight up with you. If you want to continue this, you're going to drive to me. I'm not asking for a lot. End of story. (laughs) Yes, that is the end of the fucking story. Cause now you will literally never hear from me again. I blocked his number. I blocked him on Instagram. Like fuck off I ended things with you two years ago because you weren't the type of guy that I'm looking for I made it clear you came back into my life for what to try to convince me to change my mind like you are not the type of guy that I am looking for you can find anybody else to accept your offer Find a lower maintenance girl. Find somebody else who doesn't care about those things. Find a girl who would be happy to drive an hour to you and does not care. Is very go with the flow. I'm not go with the flow. I like what I like and that's it. If I'm telling you I'm uncomfortable making a drive to you and I just listed off a bunch of different reasons why, stop trying to convince me to do something that I'm telling you I don't want to do. The type of man I'm looking for would never. First things first, I don't even think the type of man I'm looking for would ask me or expect me to drive an hour to him for a second date, let alone push the issue when I tell him no. Like, so there's my experience with a 35-year-old and a 40-year-old as of lately. However, 
I still like I still would never date somebody my own age so there's that now I'm going to read off a bunch of questions this is like 19 20 21 22 like 23 I'm gonna read off a bunch of questions and I'm gonna answer them all in one because they're all different questions from different people but they can all have the same kind of answer so question 19 is is wanting to be treated like a princess bad question 20 is any tips for confidence while dating Question 21 is how to accept when someone doesn't want to meet your standards. Question 22 is I feel like my partner does not allow me to activate my feminine energy. What do I do? So here's the thing with all of this. Your standards have to be requirements. There has to be no other way around it. Like I just said with that guy, I gave him a chance and he's adamant on not meeting my standards. So I let it go. I'm not going to over explain myself because I've already made clear who I am, what I like and what I prefer. I am confident in the things that I like because I know that it's what makes me happy. I have been with guys who I feel like I don't get enough from. I feel like they give the bare minimum and then I don't really feel that like safety and security and that masculine energy on their part that allows me to really like sit back and be in my feminine and you know I don't feel as like confident with those people because it doesn't really feel like I'm taken care of or or protected or even a priority. So confidence and self-awareness and self-love is the answer to all of that. If somebody doesn't want to meet your standards, you have no choice but to accept it. Your options are to be with them and lower your standards or to end it with them and find somebody who does. It's that simple. You have to be that confident in your value, in what you bring to the table, in what you offer and know this is what I, you know, want in return. This is what my ideal partner would be like. So if you're lacking the confidence in your own self, you're not going to be able to carry yourself in the way that you want to make sure that you are presented. So like how one girl is saying, I'm not, you know, my partner doesn't give me what I want in the sense of I can't activate my feminine energy around them. They're not really all that masculine. So You need to make sure that you're presenting yourself as a feminine woman. Stop making it easier for them. If you're taking on all the action taking, if you're taking on the masculine role, then obviously they're getting away with it. And they're like, oh, this is great. Like, I don't have to, you know, do this because my relationship is 50-50 or my girl puts in all all the effort and all the work. So if you want a dynamic in a relationship where... The man is the provider and action taker and you get to, like I said, like sit back in your feminine energy and receive, then you have to be firm on what you, what your standards and boundaries and values and morals are. Otherwise, their preferences, they're not requirements. My standards are absolute requirements. So what you need to do is know what your needs are. Know what your desires are. Not just what you hear people say. Like all the girls on TikTok are talking about this princess treatment. And no, it's not bad at all. It's a, it's a good thing. But it's because these things feel genuine and feel good to them. Some people want a generous man and all this stuff, but they're so bad at receiving. 
So you're not really going to attract that or get that because you don't, you're not calling that in. You're bad at receiving. You get uncomfortable or awkward around that. But then you're like, I want a generous man because this is what I hear on TikTok about the whole princess treatment and this and that. For me, I'm a very generous person and I love to receive. So I give a lot and I like to receive a lot. And that means all different things. It doesn't have to mean financial or physical gifts. It can mean effort and energy and communication and just feelings. Like I I'm, I live life with abundance. I give a lot. I receive a lot. I love to give. I love to receive. So I would never want or call someone in who's cheap. Whether it be cheap with their money, cheap with their giving, cheap with their time, cheap with their energy, cheap with their effort, cheap with their mindset. I don't do 50-50. I don't do tit for tat. And that's why I will cut somebody off who exhibits behaviors that I don't like because I know that my needs will not be met. Because I know what those needs are. I know what my desires are. So know what they are. Because princess treatment and all that could be different for everybody. Getting your standards met could be different for everybody. Feminine energy for you could be different than feminine energy for somebody else. Like There's so many different layers to what it is that you actually want. So once you acknowledge what they are and understand what they are, start practicing it within yourself. Fill up your own cup. Take yourself on dates Give yourself the things that you want from a partner. And this way, you're not sitting around lacking it and waiting for somebody to give it to you. If you want flowers, get yourself flowers. If you want to go on nice lunch or dinner dates, take yourself on nice lunch or dinner dates. If you want to go on a beach date, take yourself to the beach. Whatever it is, all I'm saying is fill it up for yourself. Meet your own needs and desires. This way you can confidently say like I I know this I like this I love this it feels good to me and there's no other way around it and you're not going to sit around all day with a scarcity mindset waiting for someone to give it to you because you're already giving yourself that type of love question number 23 how do you deal with self-doubt with more elegance this is actually a very good question and I really appreciate that question For starters, let me just say that as confident as I am and my career is revolved around confidence, I'm also a human being and I experience self-doubt plenty of times. There are always going to be moments in anyone's lives where they feel insecure or doubtful or unsure, uncertain, whatever, especially like within ourselves. Like we want to be the best. We want to do better. We want to have the best like you know, we want to make sure that we are up to par, right? So I definitely experienced self-doubt, but I think one of the best and easiest ways to overcome it, like internally with grace, without like, you know, spiraling, is to combat your negative thoughts. So you can literally like collect evidence around yourself and your negative thoughts of the the contrary so if you have a negative thought or you have self-doubt that you're like not good enough for something or that you can't do something go ahead and try to prove that doubt wrong so when I say collect evidence around it I literally mean like if you doubt like I can't get on TikTok and create good content Start getting on TikTok and creating the content and prove yourself wrong. If you think that you're not smart enough to achieve something, go all in on it. 
become like obsessed with it and study it and practice it and work on it and do it and prove yourself wrong. Whatever your self-doubt is around, whether it's personal, professional, doesn't matter. Make it a point that you need to collect evidence on why it's untrue. And alongside that is just really monitoring your self-talk in general. Like even aside from getting after it to collect evidence and combat the thoughts, just monitor the thoughts in general because so many of us get wrapped up in our own head and then we don't consciously stop ourselves. Like we think the things subconsciously or unconsciously and we do nothing about it and then we go on with our day and that's the thought that we have in our head. But instead, if you actually pay attention and live really, really consciously and mindfully, then you, you know, when it happens, when, when it comes up that you're like thinking these things, you'll be able to snap out of it and pull yourself back and say, wait, I'm thinking negatively. I'm not gonna do that today. I'm gonna remove the negative thoughts today. Let me think positively or let me do something positive. Like affirm yourself positively. So it's almost like giving yourself a compliment and affirm why it's true. So instead of being really generic, like no, you're great, you're strong. Get really specific and affirm yourself. So when you're just casually saying like, I'm good enough, I'm worthy, it's not going to really feel authentic to who you truly are because everyone's telling themselves, you're loved, you're worthy, you're good enough. But the real way to actually like build yourself up is to connect to your highest self. You want to really bring that out of you. So you don't want to keep it vague. You want to give your affirmations life and you want to really connect to your authentic self. So... To give you an example that I use actually in coaching, so I'm giving you guys a little inside scoop on something that I talk with my clients about. So say that somebody screws you over. Say that a friend hurts you or a guy hurts you, romantic, whatever. Like, Say that you have another failed relationship and now you're having self-doubt that you're nothing works out, I'm not good enough, whatever. You feel like love doesn't belong to you relationships don't belong to you and now you have all this doubt that you need to you know redirect and you need to turn it into an affirmation so something that I would say in that case would be I appreciate how willing I am to see the good in others even when it's taken for granted so maybe that guy screwed me over or maybe that person did me wrong, but I will never apologize for giving people the opportunity to do right by me, even if they don't appreciate it and prove me wrong. So I might have given you the opportunity to be with me and you didn't want to take it. That doesn't mean that I should doubt myself. I will not apologize for wanting love and welcoming love into my life and being vulnerable and seeing the good in others They just happened to prove me wrong and now it made me stronger. So instead of just saying I'm strong, you would say all of this and say this made me strong and this taught me lessons that I needed to grow and now I'm growing and I'm healing and I'm strengthening and I'm uplifting myself and and that's, that's what's empowering. So you can really shut down negative self-talk and self-doubt simply by seeing the good in the situation, looking at it from another perspective and just reminding yourself of how fucking good you really are not just you're good enough 
tell yourself why you are. So let's wrap up this Q&A here. Thank you all so much for submitting your questions. I am so excited for this year. I'm so excited for next Saturday the 14th for all my girls in Jersey who are gonna be doing some boxing together and there will definitely be more events and meetups to come. So excited to build that community, excited to build my clientele for 2023. If you guys have not inquired about private coaching with me, the links are in the show notes for that. Really excited to work with some of you girls, but that is all for today. So until next time, girls.